0: Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. A lot of people are calling me the sexy version of Glenn Beck. Uh, Stu, I did not know this until I came on this show. But, man, y'all got a lot of female followers. They're blowing up my Twitter page. You know, operating the sports lane, I hear from a few female sports fans. But, man, it's been overwhelming. Uh, My Twitter is called Whitlock Whitlock Jason, W-H-I-T-L-O-C-K. J A S O N. What's mine? What's uh, Uncle mine? Jimmy is Uncle Jimmy J I M M Y S F Y. People asked me that yesterday how they could reach out to you, Uncle Jimmy. People here like you. People on Speak for Yourself. Guy. Yeah, they <laughs> did like you. you made fun of too, you made too much fun of me on Speak for Yourself. I don't know if people liked you, but anyway, don't go anywhere. We're going to get into Jim Jordan hurts. Peterson in just one minute.
1: I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening this to the Glenn Beck Program. The
2: Glenn Beck Program.
1: Right now, everybody's around on the last curve into the uh, next year and hopefully making plans to be spending time with family and friends, gathering and breaking bread together this holiday season. Seasons change. And I always think this time of the year is the best because it brings out the best in all of us. Well, no matter what your holidays look like, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to benefit from having a rec tech because part of that best of this holiday is getting together for food and cooking every meal together and having it turn out just right. So whether it's grilling, smoking, or even baking – Rectech is going to rise to the challenge every time. With its amazing smart grill technology, the Rectech monitors everything you cook in it to the tiniest detail, making sure to adjust the temperature as needed without you. And you can control it entirely from an app on your phone or device. So follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter to get great recipes. It's Rectech with a Q at the end. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com.
0: All right, Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. I am reading directly from vice.com. How often does that happen on the Glenn Beck show? But uh, several Penguin Random House Canada employees confronted management about the company's decision to publish a new book by controversial Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson at an emotional town hall Monday. And dozens more have filed anonymous complaints, according to four workers who spoke to Vice World News. On Monday, Penguin Random House Canada, Canada's largest book publisher and a subsidiary of Penguin Random House, announced it will be publishing Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life by Peterson to be released in March 2021. The book will be published by Portfolio in the U.S. and Penguin Press in the U.K., both part of the Penguin Random House Empire. Four Penguin Random House Canada employees who did not want to be named due to concerns over their employment said the company held a town hall about the book Monday, during which executives defended the decision to publish Peterson while employees cited their concerns about platforming someone who is popular in far right circles oh
3: <laughs> how dare they how, how dare, dare they give someone with a viewpoint a platform Yeah, you can't do that who the nerve <laughs> who
0: people who people enjoy reading uh, you got to help me out here Stu. I, I i'm like everybody else i know who jordan peterson is but i'm not an expert there were people crying during this town hall mm-hmm. yeah why are they is he
3: that dangerous what are they crying about well first of all they're insane <laughs> uh but uh yeah, no it's true I mean Jordan Peterson I guess is controversial I don't I have never really understood the why you know he is a Canadian academic uh who be, you know kind of became famous for YouTube uh, speeches and lectures he was giving Right. and occasionally getting in fights on on uh during interviews about you know saying things that you know used to be very very common and true his one of his he got in trouble was some degree over uh, a, a transgendered controversy where he basically said, you can call yourself whatever you'd like, a man or a woman. However, that does not force me to to agree or recognize your reality. I'm going to stick with what is actually true. Um, and so that was controversial to many. He wrote a book called 12 Rules of, of Life as well. Um, and But listen, listen to this, because this goes back to what we were talking about last hour. Listen to these rules, uh, 12 Rules for Life. One, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Oh, yeah. Treat yourself like you are someone you are responsible for helping. Right? No. 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 Crazy. Make friends with people who want the best for you. I mean, Uncle Jimmy, you just talked about this. This is exactly it. And now I'm calling you Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> That's uh, who I am. All right, okay, good. Uh, Don't you forget it. <laughs> compare yourself with who you were yesterday, not with who someone else is today. Wow. Great wow. advice. Do you, uh, do I want not, the book. Uh, just go skipping through a couple of them here. Uh, Set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. That's great advice. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Uh, Assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. Uh, Mm. Be precise Ah. in your speech. These are great pieces of advice for anyone of any color, whether you're straight, gay, transgendered, whatever you are. Those are all great pieces of advice. How is that controversial? It's,
0: I think, and again, this is all my limited knowledge, and I ran this by you before the show, but to me, Jordan Peterson represents the patriarchy, Mm. and that's what makes him controversial in this time. There's people that want to institute, empower the matriarchy, and Jordan Peterson is, is logically debunking their beliefs and and they're mad as hell about it and 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 i hear you on the the whole transgender thing and 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 i i guess it's controversial I, i'm i'm but just because you identify i i'll go back to what we talked about yesterday sean king identifies as a
3: black person right i'm not gonna respect that i'm just sorry he's right. not are you supposed to verse, act like that's the truth because he says it's the truth? It's not the truth. The truth yes. is something. It's fa- it's concrete. It's a foundational principle. What Sean to- King said, it so it is. Right? <laughs> Jim, you
0: you Jim knows me well, and and I have identified myself to a number of really attractive women as one of the most in shape. <laughs> Most eligible bachelors in America. Mm, mm-hmm. That's how I identify, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have rejected that. And wow. I didn't. Should I? Should I cry about it? Should I hold a town hall meeting? <laughs> and <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I mean, what don't. You, <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't well. I look like the mayor of Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> go, go, what's, her, what's her name? Or Gordon Gordon Lightfoot or <laughs> Mayor Blackfoot? <laughs> I want y'all to re- recognize me as that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you... A- Stop it. You're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> you, the you fire do. came, and, then it was the smoke, and, and then the corona. I Somebody help you. me. You do look like Lori Lightfoot. It's a, good, it. it's a
3: good... It does. There's some,
0: there's some... Are you related to Lori Lightfoot? Is your... Uncle Jimmy Lightfoot, is your last name Lightfoot? Well, I am part Blackfoot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if that counts. It does. Anyway. (laughs) Come on, go to work. I'm saying, you can answer any, you can call yourself anything you want to, okay? mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I can't believe people are crying at work over a book that they disagree with. That, that's, that. They do it over the Bible. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Is that? A, I'm trying to think that yeah, one through. Yeah, they do it with the Bible too, so go ahead. Yeah, you, I get, they probably would object to the Bible being you can't really read it in school. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, come on, let's keep going. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, and so I, I, I don't. I'm going to have to look more into Jordan Peterson and I get that he's a big deal and I'm kind of late to the party. Again, I'm familiar with him and his point of view. I've watched some of his YouTube videos, but the fact that a book with just rules for life and if they're I've never read this book, but just Mm -hmm. listening to these rules, it's like I I say it all the time and I guess this applies. I reduce it down to black people and, and I guess this applies to everybody and I should take the race out of it. But I've seen black people get destroyed for giving black people good advice Mm -hmm. that if you're someone who's like, Hey man, I think you should do X, Y, and Z and blah blah," How dare you tell black people what they should do? Pull your pants up. Yeah. (laughs) How dare you give them good advice? And, and I've seen because I'm in the sports world, I see what's happening to coaches a lot as things have been racialized. Coaches are now afraid, particularly white coaches, are afraid to pass on their values to their players. If you remember, the the tradition in sports has been like, uh, particularly in college sports, uh, that college head coach, football, basketball, is going to be like a father figure to your son. I'm going to take care of him like he's my son. That was the promise you made to the mom and dad who were turning their kid over to you. And now coaches, because many of them, particularly in football have these old school values. They're afraid. We saw it this summer in the aftermath of the George Floyd uh, of coaches. uh, There was a coach that got in trouble uh, for reading Bible scriptures to a player. Told you. And uh, you know, the player said he was offended by that, and, and 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 this player, this was a coach in West Virginia, I think he was their defensive coordinator. He was at during the beginning of COVID in the lockdown, he was driving, uh, like 60 miles each way, delivering food to one of his players who was trapped by COVID and blah blah, blah needed some support and help. And this player turned around. And accused him of being a racist or accused him of being racially insensitive over nonsensical stuff and over the fact that this coach's values, he thought, weren't in support of Black Lives Matter or or whatever. And, and I'm like, they're demanding of coaches that they not pass on their values, the values that made them successful, don't give them to the kids because they might be offended by them. They don't wanna be like a white man; they wanna blah blah blah, and so you're handcuffing the coaches. It's like I can only talk x's and O's with you because I don't know what might offend you or what might be me trying to force my values on you and again, this is what coaches have been doing for seventy years, a hundred years. And Jordan Peterson's in trouble for passing on the values that he believes in in books. He, he, he's yeah. in tr-
3: he's controversial. But I thought that's what most writers did. He's trying to be provocative, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, look, he's just saying be a man. And that's <laughs> controversial, right? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah Very controversial. Uh, toxic, uh, yeah. Toxic masculinity. And like, I, I know, I've never <laughs> met a conservative who's going to cry over a freaking book. You know, we might not like books. You know, there might be certain books we think are terrible. But I always want more speech, not less. I want more people saying what they believe. So I can come out here and say, that's stupid for this reason. You know, they, instead, we are in this culture where someone brings up a controversial point and people sob at work. I would get, if Jordan Peterson's
0: book was supposed to be read in grade schools, Mm-hmm junior high to kids or whatever if that's what it was intended for I'd be like if I'm a parent hey, I don't want Jordan Peterson's values I don't want given to my kids I-, I would almost get that but he's just putting out a book for the public right. people they're not going straight to school systems you gotta get on Amazon or do it go to a bookstore buy the book blah 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 it- it's like his ideas are being outlawed or trying to be silenced or cancelled it's crazy alright I'm-, I'm gonna I wanted to address the Jordan Peterson thing because I just found it fascinating this morning when I woke up and read that. And uh, Stu, thank you for helping me out there. We'll be back with more of the Glenn Beck program in one minute.
1: There's almost always a rise in break-ins during the holidays. That's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. 50% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera? Whether you're traveling or staying put for the holidays, check out 50% off plus a free security camera. This system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras. Then Simply Safe Security Specialists take over, monitoring your home around the clock. Get 50% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera by visiting SimplySafebeck.com.
3: These days, a strong immune system is crucial for your overall health. Activate your immune health like never before with naturally sourced ingredients, clinically proven to kickstart your immune system. Introducing Quantum Nucleotide Complex, a unique and comprehensive immune-boosting formula from Quantum Nutrition Labs. Our products have been manufactured right here in the USA for over 30 years. Right now, it's our biggest sale of the year. Save up to 50% on our doctor-formulated supplements. That's QNLABS.com, QNLABS.com.
0: All right, well, back to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I made the mistake of looking at my Twitter feed during that one minute break, and I just someone just tweeted at me that I'm a disgusting transphobic jerk. He should be fired. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> you even got the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was quick. Yeah, that was very quick. Hey, I want to go back and
3: <laughs> talk I about a, do a couple <laughs> things.
0: One, I want to invite some listeners into the show. Eight eight eight. Seven two seven two three two five. I promise you, I will take some phone calls during this show. It's the day before Thanksgiving. We need to, we can't get together in our houses, so we need to make this table, this uh, whatever virtual linear table we have here with this discussion. We need to make it broader and, and bring you guys into the discussion. I, I, I want. I had a conversation yesterday after the show uh with with Tyler who who works here and Tyler's a very uh fascinating person and a very thoughtful person and we were discussing yesterday's show and he had some interesting thoughts that kinda ch- cause yesterday I was talking about black pride being mm-hmm. a religion and black people worshiping skin color and the mainstream media and corporate America and advertisers pushing out this worship of skin color. And I talked about the AP, the Associated Press capitalizing the B in black. And it's a special distinction and qualification or defining characteristic. And and Tyler made a point to me that I, about a strain of this new religion. And, And he said, the religion is activism. And it really struck a chord with me because I would say for the last five or six years as as I would look at my Twitter feed and people would respond to me and I would go look at their bios. And I was amazed at how many people listed activists as their job as (laughs) activists. And I was like, I mean, activists used to be a handful of very influential people uh, that represented large swaths of people, but activism is now like anybody can do it. It, it. It's it's almost like selling Avon or uh, what's the one that everybody jokes about the the job that or the the career? ah I can't think of Amway it. Amway, yeah, Amway. Yeah. yes it's like it's like Amway. Was the last time you seen some Amway <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's still out there what? They,
0: just, they just call it something different hmm. they call it activism actually <laughs> 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 and, and I've been amazed like what wow, everybody's an activist that's a job. That's a religion. And I see it as an extension of liberalism in terms of anointing yourself a God and anointing yourself a judger of other people's actions and worldview and points of view. And your job is to go out and evangelize for other people to behave the way that you want them to behave. And as a Christian and, and, and Tyler reminded me of this and it, 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 it really sunk home with me because all of my values are about what can I do to make things better? What can I do to make things better for me, for the people I love, and then I want to be the change that I want to see? And that's the best way of me affecting change globally. Locally, globally, in this room, at the Western Hotel where I'm staying, or whatever. If I can just be the best me and put that energy out into the universe, and I, I believe that is the battle, and, and Tyler and I talked, that's the battle for Christians. The, the real battlefield is within us as individuals. Activists believe the battlefield is outside of them, and can they get other people to do certain things? And and that's where I'm at a disconnect with the prevailing sentiment for how we move America forward, but in particular, how we move black America forward. And this has been my problem. I, I've said to people all the time, you're acting as if, we if we improve white people, if we make white people love us more. Our life will get so much better. What if we don't love ourselves? That's number one. And so <laughs> I ask people, all. I, 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 a friend of mine who was a great athlete, ha, you know, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Great friend of mine. And, and I asked him uh, probably last week, two weeks ago, I was like what if someone came to you as an athlete and said, you know what, if we improve your white teammate, that'll make you better. And so we're going to send him to Michael Jordan's camp and we're going to spend a bunch of money and invest it in improving this other guy. And you just, you know, just kind of stay status quo. But if we get him better, you'll be better. I said, as an athlete, would you reject that? <laughs> he was like, of course I would. So what are we doing? If we're not focusing on ourselves and improving ourselves, that is the path forward for all of us. All right, I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This
2: is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You know, right now is the perfect time to get your home decked out. If you haven't tried Blinds.com, Right now is the time to finish up those home improvement projects before the end of the year. You know when the lockdown will end. <laughs> They're offering huge Black Friday deals at blinds.com right now. So save up to forty percent site wide at blinds.com, including blind shades, interior shutters, even outdoor shades. It's a breeze to order online. Tanya and I we love working with blinds.com. We've worked with them several times. Always guaranteed perfect fit on your windows, whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish. Don't wait. Save on your next home project now. Take advantage of Black Friday savings and shop these unbelievable deals today. You can enjoy your new picture-perfect backdrop just in time for the holiday season. This is the one Black Friday sale you don't want to miss this year. Blinds.com. Save up to 40% sidewide and get the lowest prices of the year on incredible Black Friday doorbusters. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Jason Whitlock
0: sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. All right. Happy day before Thanksgiving. As promised, I'm going to go to the phone lines. 888-727-2325. I need to hear from you about yesterday's show and today's show. I think we're going to go out first to Mike in North Carolina. Mike in North Carolina. Welcome to the program.
4: Thanks, Jason. I appreciate you having me. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I wish I could talk to you for hours (laughs) uh, because every topic you're touching on is what I've been thinking about lately. The main one is that uh, there don't seem to be any men anymore, uh, much less adults. Um, I I think we need more masculine leadership, um, and you touched on it before with Peterson's book. Anything masculine now is uh, being denigrated and – I just think that uh, if we're to go back to a more conservative uh, world, uh, we need more masculine leadership. The responses you get from the from the Jeffs in California of the world, or the responses to Peterson's book, or any response these days to anything political or cultural, is not uh, is, is emotional, it's hysterical, it's hostile, it's angry, um, and those are not masculine qualities, in my opinion. And I, I think until we get back those qualities, it's going to be a hard road trying to um, get to the type of world that that uh, that you're describing.
0: Mike, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, there is a way to be responsibly masculine. What, what what the mainstream media, what social media, what Twitter has done, and Facebook is—they've turned masculinity into this very negative word and it can only have this negative connotation of toxic masculinity. I, I'm just sorry. If there, if it weren't for masculinity, America would have never become what it has become. What it, it, it's it's like yesterday, I hate to simplify it. Did, did you see the thing yesterday where the guy uh, wrestled his dog out of an alligator's mouth. I love that guy. And I did too. And I was just like, we need more of that. Because yeah. I watched that and I was like, man, I don't know if I would have been man enough to do that. I hope that I would, but I was like, I, I respect that. And and good luck, puppy. I'm not going near <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> and, and you would have went after it if it was a piece of chicken. <laughs> 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 But honestly, <laughs> masculinity to me, and, and again, if you look at 2020 and the number one emotion that has controlled all of our actions, fear, fear, fear is in control of America. Fear, oh, go out and vote. Donald Trump's going to turn the country into Germany. Fear, fear, everything fear. Oh, oh, wear a mask. At all times, even when you're asleep by yourself, if you're driving in your car, wear a mask. Everything is fear. And that's why I keep talking about God. Because the number one advantage to religious faith is it tones down, it dampens, it helps you overcome fear. And and. And it's why a lot of times Christians are misunderstood because again, not when you're young, but about the time when you become a mature Christian and it may not happen to forties or fifties, but I I really did reach a point and I've reached that point where I don't fear death. Mm. And and again, that's what's put me outside the, the COVID fear mongers It's like, they don't know what's going to happen to them when they pass. I feel comfortable. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. And it's because of my faith. And so I'm just not going to live in fear of COVID. And <clears throat> I'm not someone that thinks COVID isn't for real. I've had friends with it. I've had family members with it. It is real. But it's not going to stop me from living my life. That that when I think about people and the sacrifices they made for us to have the country that we enjoy, have the freedoms that we enjoy. When I go back and think about those human beings that sacrificed their life to preserve this union and to end slavery. Had they been controlled by fear? None of the progress we made would be possible. None of it. And so that's how I know like they leaned into their faith far more than we are. And so I think once you lean into your faith, you become less controlled by fear and men become more masculine. And we certainly need more of that. Mike, thank you for the phone call. 888-727-2325 is the phone number to call. Kelly in Texas. Welcome to the program.
2: Hi, Jason. Um, the biggest problem that I see is that we are dealing with situationally ethical and moral people, right? Which is why, for instance, somebody who blew up people in buildings in the 70s is now welcome at their parties and to teach their children. Um, mm. it's, a, it's a problem. Um, but, and I'm a Christian, full disclosure, but people of any faith, really, they have a true north. It's truth and it's moral compass. Um, situationally ethical and moral people don't have that, which is why stealing an election, well, it's on the, other side of, on the other side of that is what I want. And so that becomes ethically moral to my idea. Or speaking on daytime television in the United States of America about putting people on a list because they believe differently than you do. Or I think it was De Niro who said, um, Republicans need to be afraid. Um, the problem is, my husband and I are both veterans. And um, the biggest problem with all of these things is that these two will eventually converge, right? Because ethically and moral people, people of all faiths really are polite and they don't want to be in an adversarial position. And right now I think that's being used against us because on the other side of the bill of rights, which is a moral truth, right? It is a compass that was designed with that in mind. You're going to find a moment where you get too much against that and people, regular people, veterans my husband was in Afghanistan twice. Okay, there are going to be there's going to be a tipping point where, okay, hold my beard, this is going too far. My prayers is that before that time hit in this country, we people who are like minded come together and just politely stand up and say, Yeah, no, that's not what we have sworn an to Type. That's not the direction we're going and um and we will love you all the way to where your situationally ethical and moral compass is way too far on the outside, and now we have a problem um because it's worth fighting for. I'm just hoping we don't have to get there
0: i i I, I fear that we're really close to what you're talking about and And that's why I've been so thankful the last two days to have this platform yep. to to try to tell people we have to lead into our faith and those of us of faith, there are more of us out there than is being recognized and and if we come together and start wearing it on our sleeves and start really celebrating the power and uh the positive ness the 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 progress that can be made by leaning into our faith i think we're going to attract other people that have been run into the closet it's it's like people are are really uncomfortable it, to to admit that they have this faith it's become so hostile out there and i i i think those of us of faith have to wear it and and again not in a condescending or offensive way, but we have to let people know what we stand for. And, and then we have to be willing to stand on that. And, and, and so there's a lot of the mainstream media and that's why I'm sure you're here at blaze TV, right? We just have to take their audience away and you have to go support <laughs> the kind of media that is fair, objective, consistent with your values And again, that doesn't mean exist in an echo chamber. But you also don't have to live in their echo chamber of lies and deceit. If you look and and I've been very careful, I don't want to be super partisan on this election. But they create with fear, they created an atmosphere and an environment rife, ripe for cheating. If you convince people that President Trump is the remaking of Adolf Hitler. Why wouldn't you cheat? I, I, any moral or ethical person who believes that President Trump is Adolf Hitler should cheat at the polls. I I really believe that. It, oh my God, this guy's Adolf Hitler. He, he's gonna put up people in ovens. He's gonna what did Joe Biden say when Trump first became president? He's gonna put us back in chains. If you believe that, you should cheat. And the media did everything in their in their power to make you believe that this guy was Satan himself. And if you believe he's Satan, there's nothing wrong with cheating to make sure he doesn't get in office. And quite frankly, that's what I believe happened. They created an atmosphere that provoked people to cheat. And they did. And uh, anyway, uh, Kelly, thank you for the phone call. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back, take some more of your phone calls. And I got some more to say about activism being the new religion. I'm Jason Whitlock. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
1: Now imagine this. You make a list of the gifts you plan on buying for the holidays, and someone randomly gives you the money to help you buy them. That's what Honey is doing. That's right. They're helping pay for $1 million worth of gifts this season. That's thousands of prizes every week. You know Honey as the shopping tool that automatically searches for promo codes and then adds them to your cart when you're shopping online. But there's also Honey's drop list feature where you can also add all the holiday gifts you have your eye on at certain stores and Honey will watch it 24-7 and let you know when the price drops on them. Add Honey to your computer and throw in some holiday gifts on your drop list for a chance to win. Honey will randomly select winners and give them shopping money. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Beck. It's joinhoney.com slash Beck. No purchase necessary. You have to have a PayPal account to redeem the prize. Valid only in the U.S. ends December 21st. To enter and get the rules, go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. Welcome
0: back to the Glenn Beck program. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Happy the day before Thanksgiving. I want to read you all something that uh, Tyler, who works here at uh, the Blaze, <clears throat> wrote me last night because, you know, and he wrote this to me for me to present as my own ideas, but this guy's so smart. Let's <laughs> not
3: overstate it here yeah. with Tyler.
0: <laughs> Come on. He's smart.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, <laughs> he, he opened my mind to, you know, things that I talked about yesterday and his reaction to him and how he took some of the things that I was saying just to another level of opening my mind. And so one of the things he wrote me last night in a, in a uh, over email was, to believers, the Bible is God's word. It provides the operating system needed to live a joyful and worthy life and the path to eternal salvation. But you don't have to go that far to understand its profound and practical value in In the here and now, at the very least, the Bible contains the collective wisdom of mankind, thousands of years of wisdom from our ancestors. How insane is it that we just dismiss it, dismiss it as foolishness? No wonder we're so lost. The religion of the woke is a cheap substitute for the real thing. It provides its adherents with something to struggle for and an enemy to fight against. But it's counterfeit. Christians understand that the real battlefield is within the heart of the individual. The collective wisdom of mankind. That is what really struck me yesterday when he said this to me in in, in my dressing room is that we are dismissing the collective wisdom of mankind. Older people just aren't respected anymore. We look at, Martin Luther King and that generation, like they were a group of idiots who we can easily dismiss and that their way of doing thing. And this is why you mentioned. The uh, Hindi or who's what's the guy? Ibram Kendi. It, Ibram mm-hmm. Kendi. Mm-hmm. And, and I keep hearing his name tossed around and I read some of the stupid things he write. <laughs> but to me, the real architect of. This new philosophy that's guiding young people. It's Tanahisi Coates.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And up. he oh, did oh. this vicious attack on respectability politics. And 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 it's just cause and this is where I give the left credit. They come up with these words and they put them into the or phrases or term, and they put them into the zeitgeist, they put them into culture, and, and the next thing you know. Martin Luther King and these guys in suits and demanding respect and presenting themselves in a respectful way. That's all demonized. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, Oh, that's respectability politics. You're giving people respect. We're just taking it or we're just, you know, and I go, what? So disrespectful politics is going to work. And it's like, There was so much wisdom guiding Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, Rosa Parks. That generation of American humanity, both black and white, all taken from their faith, the collective wisdom of mankind found in the Bible is what drove them and drove the progress that we've experienced here in America. That same collective wisdom is what drove us out of slavery and they've demonized it and called respectability politics. And, and we don't have to be respectful anymore. And anybody that tries to create progress in a respectful way is dismissed and a sellout and an uncle Tom and everything that MLK and that generation stood for, is nothing, is worthless. They're cowards and sellouts, and if I had been there, I would have done this and that. And you wouldn't have done none of it because you don't have the courage provided by an understanding of the power and the mercy of Jesus Christ. That's why they risk their lives to improve this country, and that's why you risk nothing but a tweet and a hashtag And you think you're changing the country. I'm Jason Whitlock. This is the Glenn Beck Program.